hit the subscribe button and the notification bell right now so you never miss an episode of Operation Truth. Send us an email, ask your questions, and very possibly we'll address your question on the air. Operation Truth, the show they don't want you to see. Now, here's your host, Lou. This is Lou Palumbo, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Tom Fuentes. Just to remind everyone, Tom's a former assistant director of the FBI. Um, we, last time we spoke, guys, we are talking about the border. We're talking about the morality, the lack of morality in the way we govern this country. You know, I've been suddenly vocally critical of this president because I'm trying to figure out what's going on in his head in this White House we're at the point where the loudest voices in opposition to him are not Republicans, they're Democrats. What is it going to take before you take your political agenda aside and embrace morality and the truth and you're concerned about the future? Guys, we're in major trouble here. No one seems to understand that. You've got a governor in Massachusetts, state of emergency over the immigration problem. Kathleen Hochul, governor of, of New York, deployed the National Guard to New York City because of the immigration problem. Eric Adams has told you the immigration problem is going to destroy the city of New York. Uh, Joel Villarreal, the mayor of uh, Rio Grande City, called the president a liar. This is a man that said we're not, not going to build a wall. I don't know what this exercise is about 20 miles, 20 miles of wall. There are 1,951 miles of wall on that border that need to be built, period. 1,254 of those miles are in Texas. What is this practice of rubber stamping whatever lies we're being told to, regardless of who's telling them? I don't care who tells the lie, Republican, Democrat. We need to eliminate this person from the conversation. Um, you know, I'm just wondering, what does it take to invoke the 25th Amendment? You know, I feel like the Republicans have their tails tucked between their legs, too, because they're willing to attack these things, but they don't really want to use the language that should be used at this time that's appropriate. Try this word treason. This is treasonous. We are destroying this country. And I would say if it, they were Republicans, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Tom, I want to bring up something that's rather interesting. And that's something that occurred, and it's on the heels of my comments about the Democrats not having the courage to address what's going on with this man sitting in the White House. What happened during that Nixon administration, Tom? What was the real impetus to him being removed from office? Well, what happened there that is not happening now, you know, now we have a situation where it's the Democratic Party in charge of, of the Senate, in charge of the White House, in charge of major cities, and not doing anything to help any of those situations whatsoever. Back during the Nixon administration, as the, as the Watergate scandal was really getting worse and worse, showing the crimes that Nixon had committed in trying to do the cover-up, mainly, of Watergate, you had the Republican senators, the Republican-led Senate, and the head senator basically was Barry Goldwater, one of the most conservative senators in U.S. history. Goldwater led a group of Republican senators to the White House. They met with Nixon and said, it's over. You're going to be impeached, and we're going to convict you. You will be removed by impeachment. That led to Nixon making the decision, time to quit. And he resigned. You don't have the Democrats. You have the Democrats like a bunch of lemmings that absolutely in lockstep with each other don't do any of that. They're very unified and they give no indication that they would vote yes 
to convict Biden if he was being impeached or Mayorkas or Merrick Garland or any of the crew that Biden has assembled and, and put into leadership positions of our country. And because of that, that's made the Republicans overly timid that, oh, we better not bring impeachment because, you know, the Democrats, we need so many Democrat votes. You need 67 senators to vote for a conviction of impeachment or else it's a waste of time. Like the two impeachments with Trump were a complete waste of time. And in that situation, you had no really good charges in either impeachment. Right now with, with Biden, take your pick with the millions of dollars of bribes that have been taken in and they've got the documents and the bank records to show it. And then the catastrophe at our border, the catastrophe in our major cities, uh, inflation, energy dependence, all of the things that have gone terrible under this administration. And yet you don't have enough Democrats leading and saying, you know, we should take him out or have a have Schumer take a trip down Pennsylvania Avenue to the White House and say, you know, President, time to go. I don't see any of that. We see them all circling the wagons around this failed administration and complete failed leadership of this country. You know, Tom, something that our elected officials need to be concerned about. I wonder how they would react if suddenly the populace in this country turned against them. Not so much Biden, because we know Biden's having some cognitive problems. And I don't say that uh, to ridicule him. It's just unfortunate. It's father time. But I wonder what they would do if suddenly people became so angry that they went after the people that could actually implement change, like the Senate, for example. They just rub a stamp, whatever crap comes their way, as long as it's a Democrat associated to it, associated with it. You know, looking at this thing with Hunter Biden, they're having a hard time understanding this man has harmed the credibility of this country, compromised the nation's security. His father's administration as a vice president, as a president, he's a substance abuser. He lied. He committed a felony in 4473. And we still have some rationalization that what he did was OK. This is part of your problem. But I want to just come to a couple of comments made by fans. And I hope I read these correctly. Sitting here pretending like the powers to be are not actively engaged in treason at all levels with explicit intention to permanently destroy the United States as a nation is futile. OK. I don't believe that's the case, which is why we're doing this podcast. I want to tell everybody a little secret about me. I'm far enough down the road. I've had enough of the crazy. I've had enough of adversity and disappointment to last me a lifetime. I have young people in my life, tons of them. And the reason I'm stepping up here to speak to you guys is because of my journey and what it's taught me. And it's taught me not contention, compromise. It taught me keep a cool head. Although you guys don't think I have one, I do. I'm just upset over what they're doing to this country and how our children are going to inherit this thing. You know, we have to dial it down. We have to start acting like we're responsible, intelligent, truth-driven individuals, which is absent from the discussion, starting with the media, resonating through our elected officials. Even our religious institutions lack the truthfulness and integrity to, to remedy problems with, with the sexual abuse of children in the Catholic Church. And I went to school 16 years in the Catholic Church. I'm not anti-Catholic Church. We do what we do, and you've got to have accountability, which is basically absent in this discussion. I want to read another one, Tom, and this is for you and I both, and you're going to respond to this, please. You're both 100% spot on. This country is in a self-destruct uh, mode, and it's happening before our eyes. If America does not wake up, the nation will be lost forever. It's already unrecognizable. Tom? Well, I would agree with that. I think what's unrecognizable is that 
you know, these millions of people, migrants that are coming from around the world across our border, and they're not just from Mexico or Central or South America. They're from all over the world, from over 120 different countries that have come across that border. And I think part of that is they're, they're learning about the United States by watching television shows produced in the 90s or the you know, early 2000s when America was strong and great. And they see the, or even the older shows, they see TV shows of families where everything is just wonderful and the streets are clean and the cities are beautiful and everything, you know, law and order, everything's wonderful. And then they get here and look what they bring problem with them, but they come here and then find the situation that this country is in now. And it's unbelievable. And, and I just said, you know, the, earlier podcast that having spent the last two weeks in Europe and coming back, I see probably what some of them see. They're, a lot of cases, they're leaving good countries, good cities, and they're coming here. And oh my God, the difference that they find when they land in the United States now is horrible. You know, the streets of New York and Chicago and San Francisco, they're not just terrible for the local residents, but the migrants themselves are here in the middle of the situation. Now, granted, they're helping cause it, but they're still living in it. So they've arrived in the United States uh, expecting utopia, and instead they find the opposite. They find it's a horrible situation. Yeah, the government gives them money and a cell phone and, and for a while support, maybe medical care, but they're not getting the level of of uh, citizenship or care or members of society like they're used to seeing on American television shows being broadcast all over the world. The change from currency systems to fully digital cashless societies has intensified fear around the world. In mid-September, Wells Fargo and Truist Banks planned major layoffs as an impending 2024 recession has been predicted by many economists. Many analysts are predicting silver will hit an all-time high in 2024. That's why you need to own silver as a hedge. Green energy demands will possibly turbocharge silver prices to 50, 100, even 300 an ounce, according to many experts around the world. Silver is a proven hedge against inflation. Since 1971, silver has returned over 11% when averaged yearly. Hard Asset Management is a trusted leader in precious metals and rare coins for nearly 40 years. We have the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, expedited shipping, with award-winning customer service available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. CST, Monday through Friday. So protect yourself from the chaos. Invest in stability with Hard Asset Management. Call now and get your free Hard Asset Management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653 free delivery and extra silver with every $10,000 bought. Use promo code 007. Which is at the root of our problem also, this whole thing with the entertainment industry. But, you know, Tom, I said this in prior shows. I said, not only are they harming this country, but they're doing these migrants a disservice because they're creating this this wrong expectation that Tom's alluding to. It just isn't going to happen, folks. And what we're going to end up doing is going after them at some point because there are Americans that think that way. We have some people here that are dangerous, guys, and they're sitting on the edge of their seats waiting to be triggered. I don't think you understand human nature. People are offended by this. I do have to say one thing. As long as it stays local to New York City, most people are going to be okay with it. Look what happened when they tried to send them out to Nassau and Suffolk counties, who, by the way, their combined populations, these are two large jurisdictions, are larger than 38 states in our country. They said it isn't happening. 
or they wanted to send him to Staten Island, or they wanted to send him to a place called Creedmoor, which was a mental hospital that was shut down as the byproduct of Geraldo Rivera's expose on Willowbrook in the 70s. The neighbors in Queens were going bananas. You know, as long as you just keep it in that inner city pocket there, I think you'll be okay. And then they'll just turn against each other. Tom, I want to read another comment by a gentleman by the name of Rick. I won't say his last name out of deference to his privacy. And this is a very interesting observation, and we're speaking to it. I think the problem runs deeper than the rules, policies, and laws. The, the root of the problem is the values of citizens at large have changed, I think, declined. Absolutely, 100% spot on. But let me tell you why that is, Rick, because the message starts with leadership. The leaders can't be liars. All you've got to do is look at what's gone on for two or three days with this discussion about the wall. You talk about not being able to get your story straight. And I'm not saying this for any other reason. I just want you to clean up your act and go forward in a positive way. I don't want to continue to beat you over the head with this mistake. I don't see any upside to it. Learn from the mistake. Go forward. Tom, I think you'll agree. The values in this country, I don't know if they've declined or if they're in totality gone. What, do you, what, are, you, what are you thinking? I think at the minimum declined. But look how values are obtained by the members of society. You start out, hopefully... You know, you become a member of a family as, as a small baby and you start learning values as as an infant from your parents, hopefully two parents, if you're lucky enough to have a father and mother in the home. And then as those values are reinforced, you get to a school situation and you have schools that also enforce values and just not allow chaos. And many of the schools we now see. Uh, you know, they have to have a police officer in the classroom to maintain law and order in a classroom with children. Uh, and then you have the attack on organized religion that's unrelenting. So you don't have, like you mentioned, going to Catholic school. I went grades one through four to a Catholic school. And you can bet that, yes, values are are taught there as well as in public school, which I then went the rest of the time. And values are taught there. But now, there's, there's a reduction in, oh, we can't have that. We can't tell people what to do. We have to be woke. We have to, you know, be tolerant of everything, no matter which, which 10 years ago would have been called deviant. Now today it's like, oh, it's okay. We've got to, we've got to back that up and, and be in favor of it. So, yes, you have a tremendous uh, reduction in values because of the lack of teaching the values enforcing the values through discipline, discipline in the home, discipline in the classroom, discipline in society, out on the street with the help of law enforcement. All of that's in decline, contributing to the lack of morality in general for a lot of people. And I think that, I think it's a true statement that Rick has made that, yeah, the lack of values is very evident. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. We have another uh, uh, comment from a show, a fan of the show, Tom. It says, Lou, you posed the question, who benefits from passing rules, laws, policies, 
which leave this country vulnerable, weak, dangerous? The answer is our enemies, be they from outside the country or within, no one else. Very astute observation. I always say there's nothing anyone on the outside can't do to us that we're not doing to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. But this is that we're at a crossroad, guys. We're not even at the election next month. I don't know what this country is going to be in the next year if we don't throw the brakes on. There seems to be an inability in this administration to admit they made a mistake at the border, which I'm okay with, guys. Learn from that mistake and go forward. We're doing nothing. We're continuing to allow millions of people to flood this country on a daily basis. Just listen to your elected Democrat officials. We're not talking about Republicans. And tell me where the, what the long game is here. Pose the question I always ask. Who's supposed to benefit from letting 10 million people into this country we can't take care of? We have them living on our sidewalks, living on this, in hotels, in airports, Chicago, L.A., New York. This is getting ridiculous, guys. And I don't want to hear about you being Democrats. You have this loyal thing for Democrats or Republicans. I don't care. Take your, take your time and start to look at the people who are going to lead this country out of this darkness. And maybe it's neither one of these entities. Maybe it isn't a Donald Trump or a Biden. It, I certainly can tell you it isn't Gavin Newsom. Because this guy has no hesitation about standing up there in boldface lying to you about the condition of that state, which I lived in, by the way, guys. I ran the Academy Awards. I ran the Golden Globes. I worked for the Sinatra, Sharon Stone, Dustin Hoffman, Jennifer Aniston, Kim Basinger, Elton John. Getting the memo here? I know California. I know, I know how wonderful a place it is. I know it's in trouble from the bottom of it to the top of it now. San Diego is getting overrun at San Ysidro, just for the record, with homeless people, with illegal immigrants. Keep telling the big lie, Gavin. Keep telling us about how companies come to California to prosper, corporations prosper. Have you lost your mind? Are you that arrogant? So are you that intellectually arrogant? Are you that smug? And I'd like to call you a son of a bitch, but I have more dignity than that. You need to be slapped in your goddamn face for getting on air and telling people that we are energy independent. You better look at Venezuela. Canada, Colombia, Iraq, Saudi Arabia. How dare you say that to the American public on Fox or any other media outlet? Who the hell do you think you are? Shame on you. And the fact that people elect you in California as their governor, shame on them. I don't know what else to say to you about this, folks. This is about the truth. I don't care he's a Democrat. If he were a Republican, I would say the exact same thing. How dare you? How dare you sit there and just lie to us? And the president does the same thing on a daily basis. And you know what? Maybe Donald Trump did too. Shame on him also. I have no respect. Guys, you've got to be able to trust your leaders. That's left this discussion. We don't trust our country. You talk to anybody I speak to. You trust the government? No. You trust the media? No. You trust your FBI? No. You believe in your police department? No. How many more no's do we need here, folks, Do you realize that we are in a crisis? And it's incumbent upon you to separate yourself from what you think is loyalty, this perverse word that leads you into this abyss, this seemingly bottomless pit. That's what an abyss is. And take your, put your thinking cap on and start looking at this thing through a real lens, not this political crap you look through, worried about, am I going to elect a Democrat? Look at what the Democrats have done to this country in two years. And I say it again, if the Republicans did it, I would be equally vocal. The condition of this country is deplorable. We are in a crisis right now. People are screaming about it. Most of them are Democrats, by the way. But I do want to say one thing. I tip my hat to Governor Abbott for having the wherewithal to displace 
his problem across the country so everybody could empathize with what he's dealing with, not in 125,000, in the millions coming across our southern border. And they're lying to you about vetting them, which I've spoken to you about numerous times. And no one's going to lie to you any further about us getting rid of them because we can't. Wait till you see your crime stats in this country go. We talked about the crime stats in New York. How many we have, have illegals participating, they don't really want to let you know that. They want to bunch it all up. Like if I commit a robbery and the legal commits a robbery, they don't think it's important for the public to know that certain percentages of these crimes, this increase is being carried off by someone who's illegal in the country. Let's keep misleading the country. Guys, pull your heads out of your high knees and start looking at this for what it is. We are right in the cusp of failed state. This experiment, America, is going to fail if we don't change the direction of this country. And I'm going to say this to you, and I don't really want to get into the goddamn politics of this country. I want Donald Trump to go away. I want Joe Biden to go away. I want McConnell to go away. I want Pelosi and Clinton. Clinton's still out here insulting people that they, they have to be cultists if they support Donald, uh, uh, Donald Trump. Who, what gives you the right to say that about someone? that you associate him with some extreme group like a cult. By the way, Mrs. Clinton, I worked for Monica Lewinsky. Don't talk to me about the Clintons. Your husband committed perjury sitting in the West Wing of the White House over a blowjob. I wonder what he would do if it was something serious. You yourself are a pathological liar. And I hate to say it, you said it yourself on air. Do you always tell the truth? Well, I try to. That's tantamount to an admission that I lie. Correct me if I'm wrong. These are your words. Guys, and by the way, these comments that are coming in, I don't want just comments from people that are supporting Tom, what we say, or Christian Briggs, or anybody else associated with this podcast. I want people that have an opposing view so we can start to exchange ideas and see if you bring merit to the discussion, just as I'm trying to bring merit. Guys, the one thing I won't do to you with you is lie to you. Anything I say to you, please go out there and challenge it. I implore you to challenge it. There's, we are in a crisis. We're losing the country, literally. I don't know if we're going to have another year under this man. This is shameful. This guy can't complete, can't complete, complete sentences at this, this point. What is it to invoke the 25th Amendment? Are the people in the United States Senate that bad? Then you need to vote them out and vote in people that will represent your interests, not this blind sense of loyalty to some man that's half checked out. And that's not his fault. That's father time. It catches us all. It catches us differently. You know, there are elected officials at 90 years old. I know one who's sharp as a tack. I do think at 80 years old, we need to pass the, pass the torch, to be very candid with you. That's just my opinion. 35 years old, you cannot be elected president, right, until you're 35. 72 should be the last birthday you should be able to be sworn in. I'll give you eight years to 80, then pass the torch. Become some type of mentor. What is this you're holding on to your bootstraps? This is ridiculous. You know, um, Lou, what's ahead, happening Tom. is we're, fo we're following the path of the Roman Empire and it's in its waning days. And it's had its glory years, actually glory centuries. But toward the end, you had the public becoming very immoral, uh, lack of leadership on the part of em uh, emperors that were driving the country into the ground or the empire into the ground. And it, it became a steady decline. And... They tried to accomplish everything by conquering every country they could find and got to the point where they couldn't sustain a military around the world to do it and to bring in, continue to bring in wealth to the empire. And that was really kind of the beginning. I'd like to recommend to people, uh, if you've never seen the movie, there's a tremendous movie called The New Centurions, made in the 1971, I believe, starring George C. Scott. 
where he plays an older police officer. He's mentoring a younger police officer played by Stacy Keach. And in one of the scenes, they're in the bar after work, and he's kind of giving a teaching lesson to uh, the younger officer. And he tells him, you know, now we're in a situation where the public is turned against law enforcement. They turned against us. This is what happened in the Roman Empire, and now it's happening here, and we are the new centurions. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And that was a statement made in the 1970s. And here we are this many years later, and it's only gotten much more uh, worse than it ever was. Rare coin prices have exploded in the last three years. Hard Asset Management, one of the world's largest precious metals and rare coin dealer firms, makes recommendations on what to buy for collectors who know what they're looking for. We maintain one of the world's largest rare coin inventories for individuals seeking to diversify precious metals and rare coins. We can make strong recommendations in areas that we feel have the strongest potential for long-term growth. Call today, 844-426-4653 to receive our free rare coin newsletter or register online at bmcham.com. Free delivery and extra silver with every $10,000 bought. Use promo code 007. You know, Tom, I like, you know, what we're living today is what I call the accelerated Roman Empire because the world being smaller in technology, we're just at a rapid pace of what, what the mistakes we made in Rome. And you know what's so tragic, ladies and gentlemen? They teach you a couple of things in history. Every great civilization rises and falls, and history repeats itself. And we're repeating history right now. But there's a difference with this country. We're the most resilient nation in the history of mankind. We have the ability to stop on a dime and change direction. What we're lacking here is leadership. I take no pleasure in speaking derogatorily about this man who poses as the president. This is shameful. If he had any sense of decency or morality attached to him, which we know he doesn't, based on how he managed a little girl in California that his son fathered, denying her, he would step down. Now, I don't know what the hell we're going to do with Kamala Harris, who can't put a sentence together without finding humor in it. Guys, this is your country. I, I implore you to challenge this. I implore you to engage in conversation, guys. You know, I'm getting some crime stats put up on a board in front of me. Compared to 2019, this is current. Motor vehicle thefts are up 104%. Gun assaults are up 39%. You want to talk about gun control? Talk about enforcement, folks. Gun laws do not, I would say, influence the criminal element of the mentally ill one iota. Keep limiting magazine capacities. They ignore that when they go out and do drive-by shootings in South Central L.A. I know. I live there. I know exactly what goes on. Aggravated assaults are up 8%. You heard the crime stats in Washington, D.C. Robberies are up 68%. Homicides are up 38% there. What are we, making this up? And for some reason, we, we just lack the intestinal fortitude to take this country in a different direction. What kind of leaders are you? For Christ's sake, let me come in and run us. It's much simpler than you're making it. Just try to keep things simple. There's an anachronism I live by every day of my life. It's called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. And that's what we've stepped away from. And I know, Tom, you experienced it yourself dealing with the FBI and what the FBI has evolved into now. That's a byproduct of not keeping it simple, stupid. Am I right, Tom? Total tragedy, what's happened to the FBI in the last six or eight years. Absolutely the greatest law enforcement agency in the world, bar none. And I know, because I've been all over the world and experienced with it, and I was on the board of Interpol, and we dealt with it. And everybody, everywhere I went, talked about how fabulous the FBI is. They wished that the head 
agencies in their country could be as good. And, and to watch what's happened now, the bias that's entered in. And in fact, uh, a statement was just made a couple of days ago by Trump's uh, 2016 campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, where he talked about a report that's just come out that the FBI, based on Joe Biden calling MAGA a threat to U.S. national security, the Trump supporters are a threat, that the FBI is going to target Trump supporters directly prior to the 24 election. So in the next year plus, we're going to have the FBI go after what was, what, 80 million people that supported Trump in the last election? They are now enemies of the state, according to the FBI. As I say, Tom, let us continue to compromise the institutions our children need to believe in. You know, you and I came from a different generation. We never questioned the honor, the integrity of the FBI or our government prior to the Kennedy assassination, which opened up a whole can of worms that you've so intelligently spoken to. The beginning of the end, maybe. I don't know what to say about all this, but I do know, guys, we can turn this back. That's why we do this show. We're not here just to slam people. Look, this isn't a fluff piece either. I see people putting on podcasts that are being paid ridiculous amounts of money, and there's nothing in their goddamn heads but air. I've spent a lifetime fixing problems just like this man has. That's been our journey. We're here to help you find out how to get the country back on track. One of the ways is to elect people, regardless of their political affiliation, that are going to be true to their word. And if they're not, vote them out the next time. We need term limits desperately here. This young man, Matt Gates, he spoke about that as well as this single subject legislation. I suggest you guys take a look at it. I spoke about it in the last show. I questioned on my prior podcast, Between the Lines, on multiple occasions, as well as a TV, a radio show, excuse me, that I had down here on WBAB. What is this commingling of legislation that deals with issues related to our children, the mentally ill, the homeless, blah, 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 blah. It's commingled with legislation for paint jobs for the White House or the paint jobs for the Kennedy Center or paint jobs for farmers. What, what are we doing here? I don't understand this. And you know what? The public just sits idly by and takes this, and you don't have to. You have to have a voice. But what you have to have is the truth. And sadly, you're going to find limited bits and pieces of it in Fox, MSNBC, CNN, because they've all decided to become extensions of your political party. Someone call in and tell me that I'm wrong. Someone from those networks come in and tell me that I'm wrong. And guys, we've got to get this country back on track. That's what this podcast is about. It's, I, don't, I hate to be contentious. I hate to insult the president. I don't mean to, but the truth is the truth. Okay, the cuckoo left the clock here, guys, and we've got to do something to get it back in alignment because how many more people are we going to let in the next year? They're saying 6 million, 10 million. We really don't know. Let's be honest. What about all the people that don't cross the southern border? What about all the people that overstay their visa stays, which is normally the largest number of people that violate our immigration laws? Tom, am I right about that? Yeah, that's true, Lou. But at least in the case of overstays, they had some vetting to get the visa in the first place. That's different than the people that are walking across the border, complete strangers, complete unknown, no vetting whatsoever. So, yeah, it's a shame when the people have overstayed their visas, and that's wrong in and of itself. But at least they had a limited amount of vetting, vetting to even get a visa in the first place. And allow us to be clear one more time. There is no vetting, ladies and gentlemen. And let us explain to you one more time why. This is our wheelhouse, Tom and mine wheelhouse. There are no databases. They're changing their identities one, two, three, four times with the assistance of the cartel and other mechanisms. Okay. We don't have enough assets to vet them. 
There are only 800,000 law enforcement agents in a country of 360 million people, Guy. Help me do the math here, ladies and gentlemen. What is this thing about intentionally misleading you on every discussion we can possibly do that? You know, I want to tell you something interesting. In 1989, I went out to California. Long story short, I was pursuing things. I was in the private security business. I picked up clients in the entertainment industry. Many of them came to me and asked me what I teach them how to handle a firearm, which I was reluctant to do. I, I just I just didn't see it. You know what? We have a demographic in the country that's trained to protect you, law enforcement, current, former, whatever. Okay? I tried to discourage them. You know what I would do? Just to give you a little entertainment. I would literally take them to the Beverly Hills Gun Club, some of them, and I would place the target right here. So if you can see where I got the target, and they looked at me, and I said, well, what do you think a rape or a robbery is done long distance? They send a pigeon with a message. You better have the intestinal fortitude and the emotional attachment to being able to take somebody's life at the snap of your fingers. If not, don't carry a gun. Sadly, what I tell everybody today, you better learn how to shoot. You better learn the law. You better understand, you know, what's attached to the use of force, especially deadly physical force. You better start to embrace something like as simple as we need to screen everyone who would like to have these guns today because we have a mental health problem. The biggest problem we have, guys, to tell you the truth, going to shock you all, is the NRA. The NRA is having a real issue understanding that we have a gun problem here. It isn't the people that are law-abiding, but it's incumbent upon us to manage the problem with those who aren't law-abiding and who are mentally, emotionally defective. And you're not helping us because you have this big, broad agenda that you want to play to the country. I'll tell you a quick, funny story. When I did this show for about 10 months on WBAB, right, it was 600 um, AM, 101 FM. I don't know if you can go back and see the shows. Most of the people that called into the show were like-minded to Tom and myself, conservative. I'm very open, open-minded in other issues. I'm extremely liberal, liberal and socially sensitive issues. Gays, transgenders, pro-choice. I'm listening. I'm listening. We've got to learn to make room for all of us. But here's what I did. So I'd have people call in. I could see their pro-gun. I said this to them. I want to give you a concealed weapons permit that would allow you to carry a concealed weapon all over the United States, all 50 states, the District of Columbia, all the U.S. territories, the same privilege Tom and I happen to have. Okay, here's what I'd like you to do, though. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you really think you need this assault rifle, I want to give that to you also, because I know the hypocrisy that don't us, don't the American public be armed with them, but we're shipping them in massive numbers to the Ukraine so their, pub, their public can be armed. Guys, this is like, it's absolutely insulting your intelligence. But let me finish this story. So I said, I want to give you this gun. I want to give you this assault rifle. Well, here's what I'd like you to do. Allow us to vet you, psychologically screen you criminally screen you, train you, equivalent to law enforcement, then educate you, especially in areas of deadly physical force or use of force in general. How's that? Every single person went along with it. Now I'm going to tell you a really interesting story that I told on WBAB. I was living in Manhattan Beach, California. In California, the local jurisdictions are responsible for the issuance of what they call CCWs, concealed weapons permits. So I went in to see this chief. I had an introduction. Ernie Klebeshaw, great guy, gentleman, very, very intelligent. He sat there and said, Lou, you know, I want to give you exactly what you need for your business, et cetera. I know your background. He goes, here's what I'd like you to do. You ready, guys? He goes, I want to send you to the psychologist that we screen our candidates with that LAPD uses. I took Minnesota Multiphasic, Raw Shock Word Association, and an interview to get the initial permit, which was good for two years. When that period, that permit lapsed, I had to take the screening again along with a qualification and a background check. 
You see, my point, guys, is it works. Why aren't we having this conversation? I'm just curious. And this is just an example of the lack of integrity in this system today. Or maybe these people that pose as the best and the brightest aren't quite the best and the brightest, as they were once alluded to during the Kennedy administration. I say this to you, folks. Look what the smart people have done to you. And I'm a college graduate, as Tom is. I have a bachelor's degree in philosophy and enough credits for a, a, a minor in political science. I didn't fall off the back of an apple truck, but I grew up in the streets where common sense, logic, reason prevailed. Decency, civility, respect prevails. All of this has left the conversation today. It has to be reinsinuated into our living, and it's not. We just keep listening to this rhetoric that comes out of Washington, D.C., and this media, and that's why we're in so much damn trouble. And I apologize for being so animated, and thank God I've got Tom here who keeps it cool and calm at all costs. This has just offended my sense of decency, putting my children's future at risk. You have no right because you have a political agenda or you are blinded by stupidity and this word called loyalty. You are misapplying what that word is about. Be loyal to the truth. Take your lips off each other's asses and look, see the forest for the trees, all of you. This is disgusting what we're living today. And it's, it's inexcusable and it could be fixed. That's why we're here. We're offering you a fix in a more calm manner than I'm stating this problem to you, I might note. But the bottom line is we're, we're in over our heads right now, guys. If you don't believe me, sit back and watch the next year. Wait till you see what continues to unfold. I don't know how much more you can take of people just lying to you on a daily basis and insulting your intelligence, which is what we've developed a propensity in doing. You know, if, if something's toxic, I tell you, you have to eliminate it from your life. There are times you can't. Sometimes it's a family member. You need to learn how to manage it. You need to learn all these skills in, in living today. Toxicity, management, expectation. Never expect things from people that can't give you this way. You're not disappointed. We're living in a world where we don't have expectations anymore. I don't know what the expectation is supposed to be in this country any longer. I really don't know. I, I want to ask you a question, Tom, about this case with this Jamal Bowman. I've not heard a peep since this guy pulled a fire alarm. What do you think is going on, Tom, if you want to render opinion? Well, he's a Democrat, so he has immunity. If it was not a Democrat, he'd be looking at uh, the J6 prosecution. That, that would have been the charge that most of the J6 people were convicted of and sentenced to many years in prison for having even been at the Capitol, not even in the building, just out on the grounds. Uh, thinking bad thoughts about what was going on, and they were somehow by being there, obstructing the count of the electors that Pence was conducting in the Senate chambers in the uh, Capitol building, and therefore everybody associated with that. And you read that the FBI, the first thousand people that they've arrested, that's not enough. They're going after the next thousand right now. It's not over. So you look at that, and then you have a Democrat actually obstruct actually obstruct the process that those guys were, the J6 people were convicted of. He does, you know, in, in a different way, but he does it. Oh, that's okay. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to say anything. Oh, he, or Ocasio-Cortez saying that, well, he made a mistake because he thought this or thought that. Like I was a school principal and you've shown in the earlier podcast what that fire, uh, high, uh, fire alarm button looked like. And, you couldn't mistake that that was a fire alarm. He should know as a school principal what it was and what would happen when you pull on it and nothing. You don't hear a word about that. 
And I think that, you know, you talk about the Democrats, and I agree 100% just how terrible things are within that party. But I also add that the Republicans are no better because they're allowing all this stuff. They're not going after it. They're not being critical. They're not being aggressive. So because of that, these Democrats get away with all this with impunity because there's nobody on the other side telling them you can't do that anymore. You can't get away with that. We're going to take you on. And we just don't see that. So anything goes, especially if it's a Democrat, they've got immunity. They can do whatever they want. And sadly, the statement Tom just made is true. It has nothing to do with anybody's political affiliation. If these were Republicans engaging or behaving this way, would be we would equally speak to it. This is not about bias. We're not telling you who to vote for. I would never be so presumptuous. We're trying to give you food for thought, guys. We're trying to make you realize we're in a crisis. Guys, I need to get up up on this podcast and get jacked up like this, the way you see me, like I need a hole in the head. But I got to tell you, I'm that concerned that I'm, I put my own money into this podcast, by the way, to the tune of almost $300,000 so we would have a voice. We now have backing. We have some traction, some financial traction. I, I, don't give a, I don't give a damn about money. I'll tell you a little secret. I worked for billionaires. One of them was Leona Helmsley. I happened to get along with her, contrary to everybody else, but I had a different skill set. You never see a Brinks truck follow a hearse, folks. That's all I'm going to tell you. Guys, I, I just want to say we have to figure out a way to make the government more accountable to us, starting with our elected officials. You have to become involved in this discussion. If I were younger, I swear to you, I'd probably run for office. They'd probably shoot me, to be candid with you, because Donald Trump isn't anti-establishment. It's not about being anti-establishment. It's about acknowledging we're making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and forging forward, not demeaning and ridiculing and, and defiling each other every moment of the day. That's not the exercise. Tom, I want to give you the closing, but today I normally take it. I need to take a a Valium or something or whatever people take. I don't take anything, but go ahead, Tom. <laughs> well, under both circumstances, they say, okay, Lou, calm down. But I'm not <laughs> going to say that because I agree with you 100%. And I think that we need more people in this country to get excited. Uh, I'm excited on the inside. I don't quite show it the, you know, in an animated way. But, and I think that's probably 36 years of the sworn law enforcement to try to check my emotions no matter what I'm feeling on the inside. But we need more people to show that kind of emotion, that kind of dedication to the country, that kind of concern about the future of this country. And we just don't see it. We just see this lackadaisical political situation. And, and then, you know, nothing changes and nothing appears like it's going to change until people themselves cast the votes to change it and throw some of these people out of office. They need to go. And we can't have the, these same leaders and you've named them by name, whether it's Schumer, McConnell, uh, Pelosi at least is out, a few others. But they are doing horrendous damage to the institution of Congress and therefore to the country because that's a vital interest. And if we had a decent Congress, then a president would have to be wary of going so far off the track that the Biden administration has done. We have people in that administration that need to be impeached and they need to be impeached quickly. And the problem is now we're just about out of time to take them out. If the House decided that they're going to form articles of impeachment, pass the articles and try to impeach Biden, they couldn't get all that together, I don't think, before the, the next election anyway. Whether they want to Biden or Kamala Harris or Mayorkas, 
you name it. Uh, Garland running Department of Justice into the ground. We've never seen anything like it. Major institutions within the major institution of the United States government are in just horrible operating situation right now. And you know, Tom, if I may, you know, just what emotional too. Just just what's going on with Hunter Biden and this president. If this doesn't offend your sense of decency, regardless of what your political brand is, I don't know what does. I don't know what you're made of. I don't know what line in the sand you have to cross before people go like, geez, it doesn't matter who you are. You can't do that. Isn't that what they do that with law enforcement? They guys, we don't care. You're cops. You're not cops. You can't you can't do certain things. Right. There's a system or we're supposed to have a system of checks and balances. There's no checks. There's no balances here, Tom. I think you'll agree with me. And the tragic part of this whole discussion is our kids are going to pay for this. If you think they're not, ladies and gentlemen, and you have children or grandchildren, you are being naive. And I don't say that to insult you. I say that to kind of prod you to maybe think and become part of this conversation. We need you to latch on to what we're saying and become part of this voice. And we're not talking about rebellion. I just want you to vote, guys. And I want you to love your kids more than you love your political party. I don't even know what else to say today. Tom, I give you the final word, sir. All right. The problem with our kids, Lou, is that they're being indoctrinated from day one in our school system with socialism. And surveys are showing that young people are very supportive, let's say, of socialist systems. So when everything goes to hell in this country, and I mean really destroys the country in the upcoming years, they're not going to know enough that it's a bad thing coming. If they if everybody says socialism is coming, we have too many young people to say, well, that's probably a good thing. We could use that. That's the problem. We need to, to educate from day one that these other systems have failed in every country where they've been imposed. You can go back to the Soviet Union or you go back to the to the fascist regimes in Germany and Italy during World War Two, or you go back to even in recent times, Cuba, Venezuela communist China. All of these countries have, have gone from socialism on into full full war communism, and it's ruined their country. And now we have young people hearing that, oh, socialism is not a bad thing. We should try that. That's what's wrong. And that's the shame of what we're, what, what we're doing to our young people and our children is not even educating them so that they could be warned to don't stick your finger into the fire on the stove. It'll burn you. And right now, a lot of them are thinking, man, it's probably a good thing to do. On that note, guys, we're going to close for today. Tom, I thank you for your input as always. I almost saw you get a little animated there. I'm going to have a little coaching session with you later. I'm only hey. I'm allowed. Calm down. <laughs> guys, please get involved in this conversation with us. We don't need everyone who communicates with us to agree with us. We're looking for people that aren't like-minded that we can maybe get to a, a better place all of us together because we're not going to do it apart and that's it in a nutshell operation truth official at gmail.com that's how you communicate with us and i thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week